separately, chemotherapy and immunotherapy are both approved to treat mesothelioma, and individually they work equally well for those patients with the epithelioid type of disease. Currently, the question in front of scientists is what happens when those two treatments are combined. Dreamer, a new clinical trial enrolling right now in the United States and Australia, is looking to find those answers. In this episode of Meso TV, we talk with one of the principal investigators of this study, Dr. Patrick Ford of Johns Hopkins. MesoTV is a video program adapted to audio only for this podcast, produced by the Mesothelioma Applied Research Foundation. The Mesothelioma Applied Research Foundation, a national 501c3 nonprofit organization, provides patient support and education services, funds peer-reviewed research, and advocates for increased funding of mesothelioma research. This season of programming is made possible with the support of our generous sponsors. They are MRHFM, Bellick & Fox, Bristol-Myers Squibb, NovoCure, Merck, The Gory Law Firm, TCR Square, AstraZeneca, Early Lucarelli Sweeney & Meisenkothen. Visit CureMiso.org to learn more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Miso TV. Um, on this episode, I have asked Dr. Patrick Ford to join me um, to speak about the DREAMER trial that um, he is conducting. Um, Dr. Ford, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Yeah, it's great to be here, Shannon. Um, I'm Patrick Ford. I'm a medical oncologist based at Johns Hopkins, where I uh, direct our lung cancer and mesothelioma programs. Um, and I'm a member of the board of the Mesothelioma Applied Research Foundation, and um, I'm involved in, in uh, um, a lot of clinical research related to, to mesothelioma. Well, thank you for being with us today. Um, you know, we did a previous Meso TV, Mary did, with um, a panel of experts, including you, um, looking at this trial. So I kind of wanted to go back and just give an overview um, and have you give us an overview of how this trial sort of came about and what the phase two trial looked like um, when this trial first started. Sure. Um, well, this uh, trial called DREAMER um, is, is aimed for patients who are newly diagnosed uh, with mesothelioma, which um, it's felt that surgery is not the best option up front for them. Um, so, so it's called unresectable, where it can't be resected. And um, so it builds on two clinical trials, which we conducted one here in the US and one in Australia, which were very similar in that they combined chemotherapy with dravalumab, which is an immunotherapy medicine. And um, in each trial, there were about 55 patients enrolled and all the patients received chemotherapy plus dravalumab upfront. And what we saw that um, specifically for those patients who had epithelioid tumors, um, which is the most common type of mesothelioma, those patients' survival appeared to be um, a very promising compared to what we've seen in other trials in the past. Um, and that drove us to join forces with our colleagues in Australia. Um, Professor Manon um, Nowak led the trial in Australia, and I led the one here. So we joined forces for this, what we call a phase three trial called DREAMER, where we're going to compare this approach of chemo plus dravalumab to the standard of care treatment, to the current standard. Thank you. So I just wanted to um, kind of just go over that a little bit, just to make it a little bit more understandable for patients. So in that phase two trial, um, there it was just a single arm trial. Is that correct? Everybody in that trial received dervolumab plus chemotherapy, standard of therapy. 
Yes. Um, so in in both trials, so there were two trials, um, one called DREAM in Australia and one called PRE-0505 here in the US, but both of them essentially had the same design. So, so all the patients enrolling received either carboplatin or cisplatin with pemetrexid, uh, which is also known as LIMTA, uh, and those are the two chemo medicines along with um, the immunotherapy medicine Dervimab. So everyone received that treatment for up to six cycles given together. And then after six cycles, you could continue on the maintenance Dervalumab treatment. Wonderful, thank you. And can you explain a little bit, what is the rationale to adding the additional immunotherapy to the chemotherapy? Well, we've seen um, in other tumor types, especially in lung cancer, that when you add, um, add immunotherapy to standard chemo and actually the standard chemo for non-squamous lung cancer is the same. It's carboplatin and pemetrexid. So when they added um, another immunotherapy medicine like dervalumab to chemo, they showed a lot of benefits for nearly every patient who was enrolled in the trial. Um, and that led to the approval back in 2018 of that treatment for newly diagnosed patients with lung cancer. So the majority of patients with lung cancer received this treatment up front. In mesothelioma, um, what we've seen is that Chemo has shown a benefit. So for many years, chemotherapy has been approved and that's a platinum medicine along with pemetrexid. Um, and most recently last year, ipilimumab and nivolumab, which is a combination immunotherapy has been approved. However, the combination of immunotherapy plus chemo together, which as I said, was promising in other tumor types has not yet been tested in, in mesothelioma. And that's what we're aiming to do in this trial to actually compare that approach of chemo plus immunotherapy versus immunotherapy or chemo and to see and to see what's the best approach for newly diagnosed patients. And it's my understanding with uh, previous clinical trials um, as well as um, approvals uh, in the lung cancer space that um, when you combine the two, the immunotherapy and the chemotherapy, we really don't see them um, uh, the side effects get any worse. Um, we kind of see the chemotherapy side effects and the immunotherapy side effects, but they don't seem to actually make each other worse. Yeah, so we've so we've pretty good information on the side effects of chemo plus dervalumab from the two phase two studies that I mentioned. And in general, it was pretty well tolerated. Um, you saw what you might expect with chemotherapy and there were some immune side effects. Um, but not, uh, not a huge amount, to be honest. And in general, the treatment, um, the rates of side effects were uh, the same or lower um, than what uh, would have been reported in the past with chemotherapy alone. Um, and kind of the chemotherapy we use for mesothelioma is what I would term kind of on the moderate level, so in terms of chemotherapy. So when you're newly diagnosed with cancer, the most common types of cancer are things like breast cancer where people lose their hair, they can have quite a lot of nausea from the chemotherapy. For mesothelioma, carboplatin and pemetrexid is generally, so it doesn't cause hair loss, for example. In general, um, nausea is very well controlled with the modern nausea medicines. Um, it can cause some tiredness, which um, for that week after you get the treatment can be um, cause some tiredness and it can cause low blood counts. Those are the two main things we kind of watch. Um, and then with the immunotherapy component, so in general, the immunotherapy used in this medicine or in this treatment is 
well tolerated, has very few side effects compared to some other, for, for example, the combination of two immunotherapy medicines together. So we wouldn't expect anything too unusual with the trial treatment and the standard of care treatments, which are an option for the oncologist and the patient to choose if they're randomized to the other arm, to the control arm, we call it. Um, they would be either at the chemotherapy alone or um, you could choose to have the combination immunotherapy, which is also approved. And that's two medicines called Opdivo and Yervoi given together. Thank you. Um, so as we're moving forward now, we're into the phase three part of this trial. Um, and so the difference with the phase three trial is that we're actually looking at the Dervolumab plus chemotherapy um, standard treatment, um, cisplat, carbo, and, and Olympta. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're comparing that to um, just standard therapy, which is chemotherapy. And now, um, interestingly enough, they're going to actually add the immunotherapy into that as well. Yes, yeah. So we kind of, we felt it would give the most information long-term if we were comparing with the current standard of care. And, and the current standard of care for a patient with newly diagnosed epithelioid mesothelioma is either chemotherapy or the, the ipilimumab and nivolumab immunotherapy. So neither of them have really been shown to be significantly better than the other. Um, so what patients tend to do is they receive one of them, and then if the cancer grows at some point, they switch over to the other one. In this situation up front, we're hoping to look at, so if you give them together, perhaps that will be better up front and will give a longer benefit to patients with newly diagnosed mesothelioma. And so what we're looking at is comparing chemo, so with immunotherapy given together versus and the two components separately, whichever one you might choose to have in that control arm. And for this trial, it is a randomized trial. So um, it, it's a database that picks uh, where the patients will end up or which treatment arm they will get. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So it's randomized one is to one. So when you enroll in the trial, so you go through a brief screening process where the research team would get your records, um, go through them with you, and there's a consent process, and you go through the, the risks and benefits of the trial, and then you're randomized. And what randomization in this situation means is you either get the standard treatment, so if you're randomized to that arm, and the standard treatment is what you would get with your local oncologist, um, and that could be either chemo or um, combination immunotherapy, so two immunotherapy medicines given together. Or if you're randomized to the to the study arm, and then you would get chemo plus immunotherapy together. So those are the two possibilities. So you're not really losing out. In either arm, you're getting either a standard therapy, which is ipilimumab, nivolumab, or chemo. Or if you're in the study investigational arm, then you get them together, chemo plus immunotherapy. And in the phase three um, trial that we're in right now, um, it is for just epithelioid type, is that correct? Yeah, so we thought that was probably the best thing to do because in um, in the trial of ipilimumab nivolumab, which was published last year, there didn't appear to be a significant benefit or difference between giving either chemo or immunotherapy. So the outcome was about the same um, for those patients with epithelioid disease. and that kind of, for a lot of oncologists and patients, I think that's still the question. So they look about the same if you give one or the other. So if you give them together, can it be potentially better? 
um, for that population of epithelioid disease, which is about 75 to 80% of patients um, have, have epithelioid mesothelioma when they're diagnosed. And how many centers currently are offering this um, within then, the United States? I think we're up to 23 centers open now across the U.S., and that spans kind of geographically quite a big area, coming from Boston down the, the East Coast, ourselves in Baltimore, um, Florida, Georgia. Um, I think all of those areas are covered. And then moving in in Cleveland, uh, Chicago, um, and uh some centers in the Midwest as well, I think in um, in Nebraska. And so in the South, it's open at MD Anderson Cancer Center and in, um, in uh, I think, Baylor Cancer Center as well. And then out West, um, we're looking at, I think we have a couple of sites open. I think you see San Diego, for example, um, and there's a couple of, of other sites we're hoping to, to, uh, to open up in the, in the Northwest as well. Um, so I think we have a good coverage at the moment, and there is ways we can assist with patients if they want to travel to centers and that sort of things for clinical trials or for evaluations. Wonderful. And how many patients are we hoping um, to get into this trial? So, so currently, I believe we've recruited about 135 patients. Wow. Um, so we're about, about maybe a third of the way into the study, uh, maybe a little bit less than a third. And the overall goal is to accrue 480 patients in total. So the trial will likely be active for another year and a half or so. Um, okay. And it'll be available where uh, we're looking into options as well. It's also active in Australia and New Zealand at multiple sites. So they're also accruing patients to the trial. And I know one of the big questions um, for, for a patient will be if they are randomized to the arm um, of the Dervolumab with the chemotherapy, when or if they have progression of disease, are they allowed to go on then um, standard combo immunotherapy? Yeah, so that would still be an option for them, you know, um, that would still be an option in that case. Uh, and there would also obviously be other clinical trial options as well. Um, there's a lot of uh, studies into mesothelioma going on, including cellular therapies, and also targeted therapies. So there would be either that option to do a standard therapy like ipilimumab, nivolumab, or to look into a different clinical trial at that point. Um, I should mention as well that if there's any patients who have resectable mesothelioma, so they've been told by their surgeon that their mesothelioma could be removed by surgery, then we do also have a trial active, a smaller trial, but it's active here at, at Johns Hopkins and at MD Anderson Cancer Center if there's any patients out there who are looking for, for clinical trials for resectable lung cancer. And yeah, and, and what, um, why don't you tell everybody what is that trial and, and so, what is it looking at? Yeah, so that trial is looking at giving combination immunotherapy prior to surgery. So I mentioned that, that ipilimumab and nivolumab was approved for, for, for non-surgical mesothelioma, so one that couldn't be removed by surgery. So we're looking at uh, moving it forward to, to mesothelioma, which can be removed, and giving six weeks of immunotherapy prior to surgery, and then a full year of immunotherapy afterwards. Um, and that trial, we have accrued, I think, about 22, 23 patients out of a plan 30, um, but it's still open to enrollment here at Hopkins with myself and uh, with, uh, with Dr. Anso and Dr. Sapesi at MD Anderson Cancer Center as well. So they would get six weeks of Ipinevo up front? 
Yes. And then they would go to surgery right. and then they would potentially get up to a year of Ibinevo afterwards. Yes. Well, it's actually of, of nivolumab. So of oh, just nivolumab afterwards. Just nivolumab. Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. And, and in the post-operative phase for that trial, it's very flexible. So, so the type of surgery is left up to the surgeon and the patient to decide. So whether okay. it's a pneumonectomy or a, a, more, a more limited resection and also whether the patient receives some chemotherapy postoperatively or radiation, which some, some oncologists recommend in that situation. Okay. And are they able to go to the surgeon of their choice as well, or does it have to be at one of the centers too? It does unfortunately have to be at one of the two centers okay. because one of the main focuses of the trial as well is to try and work out what's happening in the tumor when it's removed. Um, okay. so when the patient's tumor is removed, we, we obtain a fresh sample of the tumor and then we analyze the immune system as it relates um, to how the tumor has reacted to the treatment. So that's the main reason it has to be done at one of those two centers. But having said that, there are very experienced surgeons from mesothelioma at both centers. Yes. So MD Anderson is um, the, the additional um, satellite site of this yes. as well. Yeah. Okay. Johns Hopkins here in Baltimore and then MD Anderson down in Texas in, in okay. Houston. Okay, wonderful. And um, what does that trial do? You know, is there a, is there a name for it? <laughs> yeah, we 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 called it neo meso neo meso okay. because neoadjuvant means giving treatment prior to surgery. Um, but if you look up my name or Dr. Sapezi's name in clinicaltrials.gov, it'll show up. I think we actually did a we did a meso TV at the start of that trial about a year and a half ago. Um, so it's someplace in the database as well where Dr. Sapezi joined us um, for, I think, with Mary. But, um, but I think we've accrued that trial. It was, it was affected a little bit by the pandemic and the patients were not as able to travel. But the accrual has picked up again now in the last six months or so. So we're hoping, as I said, we have about seven spaces left on it. So we're hoping it'll have completed accrual by the beginning of next year. Wonderful. And is that for um, epithelioid um, only as well? It's it's for epithelioid and um, the mixed type, so the okay. uh, the biphasic as well. Um, in general, surgery is not is not recommended for sarcomatoid mesothelioma, so sarcomatoid is not included. But for biphasic and epithelioid, it is permitted. Okay, great. That's that's wonderful. Um, those are those are really uh, promising very promising um, clinical trials that you guys are running there. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being on today. I think this is this is wonderful um, news for us. It's breaking news for us. Um, you know, I think that one other question that I would ask you that I get a lot of question um, surrounding for a patient is why? Why would they choose to go on one of these trials? Mm -hmm. Well, I think um, there's a few reasons. So, so if you take the global picture, um, and if for patients with cancer in general, there's a lot of data over many years suggesting that patients who are enrolled in trials actually do better overall than those who are not. Now, some of that is selection and that those patients are probably fitter and able to travel to bigger centers to go on trials. But there's also a suggestion that perhaps care is it, care is very careful on clinical trials and that it's mandated to watch patients very closely. They have their scans on time. They have their treatments on time. In general, we avoid delays. So there's a lot of kind of intensity to the management of the patient. And, and on average, in clinical trials, patients do better. 
The other reason specifically to mesothelioma is that while the treatments we have can be effective for patients, um, things like chemotherapy or ipilimumab nivolumab, we also know they don't work for everyone. Um, so unfortunately, not everyone benefits from them. And uh, some patients will benefit for a while and then the tumor grows. And usually when you treat cancer, you want to treat it with an effective therapy up front. So it gives the maximum chance of long-term survival, you know. Um, that's why in both of these trials, we're doing them kind of at the, at the earliest time possible. So for newly diagnosed patients with resectable mesothelioma, removing uh, what's the standard therapy for, for unresectable disease forward to the surgical setting. And in unresectable meso, we're giving a potentially new beneficial treatment, chemo plus trivalumab, to patients who are newly diagnosed. And the, the important point there is that nobody really loses out because you're still getting either chemo or immunotherapy, which are the standard if you went to your local oncologist, that's what you'd be offered. So in the control arm, you're still getting that at a minimum but you're potentially um, having some benefit over that from being in the, in the investigational arm. We don't know for certain that's the case, but it's very unlikely to be worse than the control arm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, um, both of these trials, you know, for the future um, of mesothelioma treatment, these are going to be on the forefront, hopefully, um, so, if yeah. we see some really good data come out of them. So... Yeah, yeah, I think all the all the advances we've had in cancer over the last um, 10 years, we really wouldn't have seen without patients enrolling in clinical trials, you know, and I have patients um, with various cancers, lung cancer, mesothelioma, who are alive today because they took part in clinical trials uh, kind of uh, before new therapies were approved, you know. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here for us today. Um, we appreciate it, and I'm sure that um, all of our patients and caregivers will get so much good information out of this um, episode that we've done with you. So thank you again. Well, thanks very much, Shannon. It's great to be with everyone. Hopefully talk again soon.